Hey guys, this is Samuel Garivar on the Design Your Life show, the DYL show. So regularly we bring you shows here talking about um, how you can chart a better course for yourself, how you can position to actually make sure that you live the best of your life. And hey, remember, life is by design and not by default. So today we're having an interesting conversation with Donna Campbell. Um, so um, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave her to do some opening to that. And I'll just say, if you're new here, I'd like you to follow up on our other conversations here on the DYL show. Say, hey, so hey, we're going right now. I hope you sit in there and just, um, yeah, just, just enjoy, just enjoy. Okay. So hi, Donna. Hi, how are you? And thank you um, so much for having me here today. Oh, you're welcome. This is awesome. Great having you. So where are we calling from? Where are you calling from? I am in Montana in the United States. Oh, Montana. Okay. That's in what state? Is that Mon Montana is the state. So it is between oh, oh. Washington and South Dakota, North Dakota. So we're at the very oh. top up by Canada. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay, Montana. Okay, I remember Hannah Montana, something like that. Okay, right. so. so know where Glacier National Park is and Yellowstone National Park, that's the state I live in. Oh, def wow, interesting, interesting. So it's great having you here. Um, so I just want to still go, just before we delve into, because I have a lot of things packed in here. I've seen some of your, um, your talks on social media, on YouTube. I've been following some of your content. So then before we just dive into that, I'll just like to maybe just briefly um, say less than a minute or a minute, just give us maybe a little bit about you. Let's just get to meet you on the show here. Absolutely. Um, I'm known in the world as a mind whisperer for realigning people's inner balance to create the change that they're looking for in the outside world so that they get the results that you're looking for. And I do that from a very heart-centered approach. And there's three areas most people want shift and change in, and that's the area and categories of health, wealth, and relationships. So I mainly work as a healer. I do have an international practice utilizing these techniques that I have learned over the last 25 years. I'm also a best-selling author of the book called Financially Fit, as well as having chapters in other books that are renowned. And then I'm a professional speaker as well. Wow, that's, that's awesome. That's great. Okay, nice meeting you on behalf of our audience here. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, thank okay. you. Okay, so then I'll just I'll just I'll just head straight for some things that I've really been, you know, trying to unwind, unpack. I mean, we just need to listen to you to get some of these things figured out, some form of clarity. Um Okay, so I remember on our, one of our uh, our last conversation we had, um, we we're talking about um, how you know to transform um, what's in our head. For example, say thoughts. I remember I was mentioning something to you about how people, you know, you know, have these thoughts in their head. Okay, I want to be this. I want to be more healthy. You know, and they could just figure it out. You know, put it out in their head and say, hey. 
you know, I'm going to be more healthy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to plan up my um, financial life. I'm going to make more and earn more, something like that. But then it, it's, it's, there's, just this, there's just this gap, you know, between, um, like I say, the topic, you know, closing the gap between the life you live and the life you want. So what you do, your actionable step per day does not really translate into. So, you know, can you just speak a bit into that? What's, what's the kind of like the challenge between that, you know, those two phases? This is what I want to do. And then you just discover that that's not what you're doing. Right. Yes. Um, How it works is it all works in the mind. So your subconscious, the mind, records everything from the moment you're born to the day that you exit this earth. And it is constantly recording everything as a literal event. And then what it does is, is that it takes your feelings and emotions moment by moment and associates it with that event. So what it does is it gives us a mind loop pattern. It gives us a um, automated response system to create from. Well, the problem with this is, is that our awareness level of the feelings and emotions that get associated with the different events is only 10%. Now, scientists measured Albert Einstein's brain and his conscious awareness was 10%. So the other 90%, we don't know what's going on. So when we move forward and we get ready to do something or that we are doing something, say you're going to expand your business to the next level or you're asking for that relationship or you want something a little bit different with your health and it doesn't happen, well, why not? Well, often our thought, what we're thinking, I want to create more wealth, I want more money, I need more abundance, is what we're thinking in the mind, but in the heart, in the feeling center, you might feel less than or a lack energy or that you're not enough. And that's a 90%. So how we're feeling, which is the fuel that propels the thought forward, is not in alignment. So the universe is going to bring back to you how you are feeling. So if you're not feeling abundant and you feel lack, it's going to bring to you that energy of lack, even though you're asking for abundance. So what I do as a mind whisperer is I have the ability to take that lack feeling, transform it into an abundant feeling. So when you think the thought I'm abundant, abundance returns. And that's about that 10% or that to create that uh, balance between the 10% and the 90% to get results 100% of the time. Oh, okay. wow, wow. This is, this is a lot of um, conversation. You know, from my own part here, and when we hear something that's really, um, I won't say cold, but something that is probably new and it's like, um, it's a lot of wisdom. We say something like, oh, that's deep. I almost said that's deep. Or, you know, I was, I was going to say, oh, does Donna know this? So I got to give a, a backstory to it. So I almost said, wow, <laughs> that's deep. So probably you're just hearing that from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So um, and just to follow up on that conversation, um, um, just what you said now about the fact that most times when we say something, we are unaware of the other parts. So we could be saying, I want to be abundant. I, you know, I just want to take this step. I want to be better. There's this other 
part which we are unconscious about or unaware about. And then what it's saying is, hey, look, you know, I'm not going to really do much. I mean, look at my story, you know, look what's happened in the past. Look what's happening currently. Look, there's really no future. We're not sure. So if I get you right, that's actually that's actually what happens out there in our mind. I mean, out there, like the whole universe in our mind. Right. You're right. And it's about the story that we're telling ourselves, but not just the story in the event. It's how you feel about the story associated with the event. And this is a technique that a medicine woman taught me, and she called it pivot and shift. So what she first had me do was sit down and tell my story of how I grew up near poverty in Silicon Valley in California. And so I told her the story as if it was a factual documentary. And she said, okay, I want you to tell me the story again, but from a place of a comedy. Because she believed that if there's a review after life, then you might as well be laughing at the end. And, uh, okay. and so I did. I told her the same story, but as if it was a funny comedy. So then she had me tell it as if it was a tragic love story. So, of course, the classic tale of Romeo and Juliet comes to mind, and I share it from that point of view, and robbers come and steal all the money. And, and then she had me tell the story from a place of abundance and richness. And so I thought I had that down, and so I told the story again from that point of view. And I thought I was done. But she had me reshare the story one more time from a universal force or something greater than me that created me. And when I told the story from that point of view, there was this divine love that came in that overtook everything. And I understood something much more profound than how I remembered the story. So me growing up in poverty in Silicon Valley the events didn't change, but how I felt about the events was from a whole different point of view. So that became my pivot and shift moment. And what I've learned how to do was to take that really long process, which was a day's work with her, and condense it down. And by asking certain key questions to uncover what the energy is that's blocking you from what it is that you want, to where it's located in the body, to back to the original event, and to uncover what you really needed at the time. That whole process takes me about an hour working with clients today. And so it's okay. not, it is the story that you are telling yourself, but it's okay. how you're feeling about it as well. Okay. Okay. Um, so um, I would. I have two questions to ask, you know, just, um, um, okay, so I'll just say, I get that clearly. It's about the story we tell ourselves. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the event or the happening or probably that experience is, permit me to say, it's kind of like neutral. I mean, it's just there. I mean, it could have, it could have happened to anybody and anybody could have had any other interpretation to it. So it's what we're telling ourselves about it, what we make of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so I, I, I'm gonna come back to this, but I just wanted to skip a bit. And what I wanted to say is that I'm sp still speaking about the subconscious and how it, it affects, say, 90% of what we do. I almost wanted to ask that, okay, how could we then 
say from now to the future, how could we, I mean, since this guy, the subconscious, I mean, does a lot of things. We think we are conscious. We think we're telling ourselves A, but then there's some sort of thing playing out in B, which is. So is there some way you can actually, um, I'm assuming for someone that's already dealt with probably, you know, has come to this position where it's like, hey, you know, I've seen all that's happened. You know, I'm, I've, I've worked on myself. I've told myself a better story. I'm ready to move on and all that. How can we then, is there a way to actually, I know we can't control the subconscious, but then what are some of the hacks or some of the ways to position to align ourselves such that that 90% which we're not conscious about is actually the real, I mean, it gets the real story, you know. Um, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we say A, and and we become it okay i'll just i don't know if there was a story i had so maybe i'll just um, share a bit and i don't know if it's real i've I've actually tried you know to google and to come across such story online but then i i haven't found it i'm hoping it's somewhere online because i really like the story so um someone actually narrated it to me and he says um Um, I think it's about the man who thought he was Napoleon. I think that's Bonaparte. The man who thought he was Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, Mm -hmm. So so I think the story goes this way, that there was was this man, he he actually went to see um, someone, some some spiritual um, kind of um, a leader, something just to help him align. His life wasn't going well and all that. And he was just practically tired of everything. So he actually went to see um, this woman. And then, you know, so he asked and say, hey, you know, a lot of, lots of people come here. They ask you, okay, well, what are they going to be in the future and all that? She had some sort of, um, she, he had, he had this, um, um, he got these, um, information that she could you know actually tell you know about the future and all that so you know he asked and say okay so what am i going to be am i going to turn out useless in life would i just be a nobody so i don't waste my time i probably could just end my life now something so and then you know she took his hand and all that did some things and then she was like hey and she, he was startled was like hey what did you see i mean who am i going to be you you know you can tell me i'm you know and all that. So he eventually, so long story short, you know, um, she told him that he was Napoleon Bonaparte reincarnated. I mean, another Napoleon. And he was like, wow, you know, and she was like, so that's it, you know. And then he left and he went home, you know, going from home, you know, he was startled like, I am Napoleon. So this was actually after Napoleon had, you know, um, one minute he has already died at this time, you know, according to the story, say maybe some 30 years after or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, so he was like, wow, I'm Napoleon. I mean, I'm this noble, this renowned Napoleon. Wow. So he went to his house, he tore the pictures on his wall, everything. He took it down. He took Napoleon pictures. He pasted it all over his room. He put down, you know, everything he went to the tailor he was he was like hey this is how napoleon's clothes is i have to look like napoleon i have to be a napoleon i mean i am napoleon she told me i was napoleon and then he began doing all those form of reinvention you know of course his friends would laugh at him and say hey this guy is going nuts i mean you know and then but he had that he just knew you know 
And then eventually, long story short, you know, um, he became, of course, he didn't become a Napoleon Bonaparte, but he became really influential, I think, in France right. or something where the story was told. So, and then eventually he came to actually find this woman that actually, you know, helped him out. And he said, hey, you know, thank you for telling me I was Napoleon Bonaparte. And eventually when he found the woman, the woman was saying, um, look, I, I, everyone that comes to me, I'm not really, I don't really do that. You know, I was just looking for some form of money and I just um, said, that's what I do. And, you know, people come to me, I tell everybody that they are Napoleon. I told everybody since you left till now, I've been telling everybody mm -hmm. that Napoleon, you know, they pay me. And he was startled. He was like, wow. So what you said was a lie. She was like, I'm so sorry. I just needed some money and all that. If I told you that, you believe and pay me. And she left, you know. Mm -hmm. And then he was startled. But then why I, I take back from the story the fact that, you know, um, someone could take something like that and yeah. actually have that belief. And then, the I mean, this is where most people are, you know, that point where you have this belief that, okay, you can be good, you can be better, you can do well, you can end more. And then this is where you're going to. So he was able to probably connect so there's a lot of things I know around the whole idea of how he was able to transform himself from that to, you know, mm -hmm. that his future and eventually he became that future. So um, right. um, using that yeah, as a form of um, just, you know, to just um, right. add to that. So there are lots of things I've been trying to see and I'm trying to also understand what you're saying because I see that there's a connection between how, you know, that transfer or, or how that leap or how do I say that divide as if there's, there's this form of connection between those statements you're making, those profession, those acclamation, those words, and then eventually, a decade to decade, you're eventually where you want to be. Right. So what happened in that story, even though she told him that he was somebody that he wasn't, he believed it. And because he believed he was Napoleon, he felt differently underneath it. And so because he felt differently about having a different persona, then he acted and behaved differently and became somebody of influence. So what I'm doing here is we start with a feeling that you have. So say you want to create more income and say everything that you're doing isn't working. So it might feel like you have gotten frustrated. Well, you can find out by asking yourself, where do I feel the frustration at in my body? Well, gosh, I kind of feel it in my, in my stomach. Well, when was the first time I felt the frustration in the stomach? Well, gosh, my parents got divorced when I was nine and um, everything got divided up. And I, I was really frustrated because they kept putting me in the middle of all their arguments. Okay. Well, what did you need instead of frustration? Well, I needed compassion and understanding. I didn't want to be in the middle of things. So then what we're doing is we're changing that feeling behind by invoking a different belief. Not that you're changing who you are in the Napoleon story, but changing okay. how you felt about it. So there's different techniques that I utilize through meditation, vibration, frequency, all backed by physics, and I change the vibrational encoding 
So instead of you feeling frustrated when your parents got divorced, you had compassion and understanding instead. And that second that that takes place, it happens instantaneously in the brain and you have a new feeling generated throughout the entire body, just like the Napoleon story. That's exactly what happened to him. Except you were still you, you are your authentic self moving forward, but how you feel moving forward is different. So when you're getting ready to create more money, instead of being frustrated, you have compassion and understanding. So the basis of it is very similar. The philosophy is there, except you are becoming more of your own authentic self without taking on the persona of somebody else because it changes how you feel to how you think and believe and behave about yourself. Okay. Wow. That's, that's okay. That's deep. I, I needed to say that before I can just move on. Okay. Um, I just want to add something to that. It's a question. Now, how do you get people? Because um, this is a show that how, you know, people between the ages of 23 to 27 are a major demographic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, so, how do you get people? And the reason I said is because we've had a lot of people, you know, had to have interactions with people. And of course, within this age range, mm-hmm. how do you get people to actually believe that they are? I mean, there's someone that doesn't actually believe he could do anything, she could do anything. Um, maybe other people are, you know, doing stuff that's them, you know, good for them. Probably they have a good life, they could make it. You know, mm-hmm. how do you get someone thinking so lowly about himself or herself and say, hey, look, I'm not even, if I, if I can do that, of course, I will be able to work with you to do that. But hey, I, I can't even do anything. Like, I'm technically, oh, um, there's no use starting. I don't even believe that mm-hmm. I could actually do anything. So how do you get people to actually know that they have something on the inside, say, and more, or say, be better, you know? some better health. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so how do you get people at that point? How do they walk from um, that point of feeling, you know, they can be nobody to the point where they say, hey, okay, I'm ready to actually improve. I think I can be better. I should be better, but I'm not. So, hey, let's work together. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, yeah. Yeah, so it would be just like this. If I was to ask you, you came to me, you had questions. Um, so Samuel, what would you like to change about yourself? What would you tell me? I would like to change everything, but hey, I, I, I can't change anything. I've tried several things before. I don't think I can practically do anything. Like, you know, uh-huh. someone even forced me to talk to you. <laughs> so if you could change anything, say it was possible, okay. what would be okay. one? Okay. Uh, my relationship, I would like to, you know, um, um, like to actually relate more with people and this feeling of, you know, bond, connection. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to, I don't like this feeling of like the whole world is against me and something like that. I mean, I would like to change mm-hmm. that if you want to, something like that. Okay. So for you, it would be a feeling of the world is against me. So what energy or emotion does that feel like when you hear that the world is against me? What is the feeling you feel inside? Maybe hate, man. Uh-huh. So where would you feel that hate at in your body? Maybe 
head or something. Yeah. Okay. So when was the first time you can remember feeling the hate in your head? Okay, maybe how when old? I was. Yeah. How old were you? Five. Okay. When you how were old 12? am I? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Okay. So 12. So this would be when I would ask for a particular event. What happened to you at age 12? No, you don't have to share that because it is personal to you. But um, when you were 12, you didn't need to feel that. You needed something different. What was the something different? What did you need? Not hate, but something different. What was that? What was the good thing well, you needed? Love, you know, some form of care, some form of hand stretched out to me or something. Right. So if you would have received the love and the hand stretched out to you in the caring, how yeah. would that have felt to you? Come on, that would have changed a lot. I would have, yeah, would have felt better, lighter. Felt, um, yeah, I would have felt, I don't know, better. I would have approached, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then what I would ask you then next, if this was, if you were like a client and we were working through some of these things, okay. would you like to feel better and lighter, full of love, feeling the caring and that someone was there to help you along the way, free from and without hate? Would you like definitely, that? Definitely. And I would enter your space. I would ask to create that now. And if you want that change and you said, yes, it's already happening. Okay. And then because we can use physics laws to okay. share in a space and I can watch and see that how it changes in your brain. And then what we would then do is go back. We would revisit the event that happened for you at age 12. There's a lot more there to uncover, but we okay. would then also revisit how it was feeling in your mind. And then we would look at moving forward and put in the information that you also needed about forming those good, strong connections and bonds with relationships because the energy that's holding you back from doing that is this energy of hate that got stuck in the subconscious for you at age 12. So what I would be doing would be reprogramming that part of the subconscious so it's not stuck in that hate energy, that 90%. It would be then recoded to the love, the caring, the hand stretched out, and that overall feeling of lightness that you talked about. And then that's how you would be forming connections with relationships moving forward. So to go through the whole process and everything, it would be about an hour's time. But okay. to kind of give you an idea. So how do I talk to somebody or someone who's interested or you can't change anything? Just like this. If you could change anything, what would it be? It, it could be anything in the world. Somebody always has something. Well, it doesn't work on me. Well, if you still could, if it happens, what would you like to have better? Every person can come up with something. Okay. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, okay. That's, that's awesome. Uh, thank you so much for that. It was really expository. It was, it was, it was enlightening. I think I, I found an answer to the question that no one is just talking nothing. There's some sort of story, something where something has happened. We're going back to that is how we channel and, mm -hmm. you know, eventually get out of where we are. Wow. Thank you so much for that. I, 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 I have, a, you know, I have myriads of 
questions I, I wanted mm-hmm. asking about um, talking about, you know, there's, 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 you know, your, I, I wouldn't say your view, but I would just like to say, you know, there's, there, yeah, I think there, there are other forms of solutions that have come across as well, um, such mm-hmm. as, um, the, you know, being, you know, people of faith, you know, having um, mm-hmm. some sort of, of, of spiritual belief of, you know, mm-hmm. of some, some deity talking to God, talking to, you know, and all that. Yeah, I think some people have reported success from some of these. But I think probably the principle is the same thing they're about. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yes. Okay. So, um, I'm actually a person of faith, so I, I, I tend to want to always um, analyze. Of course, I'm not a fanatic, you know, that just mm-hmm. goes into things blindly. I tend to, you know, want to understand what goes on all around and try to see right. how we could. But I understand that, you know, there's, there's just the connection between these things, how you could actually change your story by realigning to um, absolutely. That happened. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. this session. This is more than we asked for. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just deep. I mean, I'm finding words to put it, yes. but I'm just gonna leave it at deep, right? <laughs> it okay, is so. so deep, and it's all it's faith, trust, and belief, but it's all backed okay. by science and physics to how the universal laws work physically and spiritually. So it's a combination of all things. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 So I think that settles, that settles our discussion here. Um, probably when we, um, maybe there are lots of conversations on the channel and say, you know, we need you back for a second episode. I think you would be more than willing to come on again. Oh, I would love to. I really would. Okay. So people, this was a session with Donna. We talked about um, if you can actually pick within the lines of our discussion, just um, you'll be able to connect this um, this thread, you know, around, you know, this form. I like to call it web. You like to create this web around this conversation and you understand that there's a way to actually close that gap between the life you currently live and the life you so desire and you want. It was a nice time with Donna. So, hey, Donna, how can we find you how can we i know you talked about your book i was going to mention your book i was going to talk about it and um but then you know time is just it's just out here so how do we find you you know so the easiest way to get in touch with me is just through my website donnacampbell.com and that is d-a-w-n-a campbell.com and the book i wrote is called financially fit and you can find that worldwide on amazon Oh, wow. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Excellent people. So that was it. Um, yeah, it was power pack. You really need to listen to these more than once, probably more than twice if you can. And then, you know, just make the best of your life or the rest of your life, the best of your life. See you. Uh-huh.